Today, we continue with yesterday's conversation about simplicity. And just as a reminder, this is an episode that was longer that has been cut up into five sections just because in the summertime, I feel like we have a little bit harder time staying on task with kids at home and gardens to water and all the things. So I pray that this series continues to bless you. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus that's one word all caps to get your discount there are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started again head to shehears.org and you can find the bible study on the resources page hey friends welcome back to the hearing Jesus podcast I'm your host Rachel Grohl Jesus warns of the spiritual danger of wealth yet we still chase it and I think we need to examine the reasons why Um, We definitely need finances to do what God has called us to do, but we also serve a God who is a provider. And so there's this line, of course, of personal responsibility. We need to work hard and have jobs, and we're not going to just have things handed to us. But chasing after wealth and riches is another thing. And so how does simplicity address these issues? Well, it offers some perspective. It changes the baseline so we can be in a posture to recognize God's hand of blessing and provision. Um, I work in in five countries, and one of the countries we work in is is Malawi. And last year, at the end of um, the pandemic restrictions, there was a situation where we normally host a summer camp on campus, and we were not able to do that because of COVID restrictions. So instead, we went out into the villages. And this was the first big event 
public event that was being held after the lockdowns. In addition to, you know, there had been quarantines, there was a lack of uh, kids were not in school, all those kinds of things. And so our staff, they had been still going into the villages to minister to the children and to, to see how they could meet needs. And they knew that they were going to have more kids than they normally would. So I think normally they would have about 500 kids on campus. And so instead they prepared for 800 kids. And um, my counterpart who was leading this camp, he said um, they went into the village and by the end of the day, we they had, um, by the end of the camps, they had 1,800 children, a thousand more <laughs> than they had planned for. Yet they had enough. They part of that culture is they take, uh, of course, like with working with kids anywhere, they had candy and prizes and some food and things like that. They had enough to meet the needs of all eighteen hundred kids. Um, they had enough food and supplies. And um, I remember talking to my my uh, counterpart, and he said, "You know, I packed the truck. I know how much was there. There was not enough." to reach 1800 kids. And yet we reached 1800 kids. It was like a modern day loaves and fishes story. And I share that story. I've probably shared it before on the podcast because I think that is such a clear example of seeing God do what only God can do. And it's from this posture of um, anticipation and obedience, but still simplicity. And if it's not like we were doing a banquet for these kids and, and, you know, it was very simple, you know, lollipops and treats and, and some snacks. But yet we saw God show up in an amazing way that not only blessed the kids, um, but they didn't really even know the true blessing of it. it. It blessed the people that were serving the kids because the people that were serving saw behind the scenes and they knew that God was providing in a supernatural way. When we set ourselves up for a life of simplicity, we can then a lot of times see God's hand of provision in a way that we would not have otherwise seen it. And so I think we tend to shy away from simplicity because as a lifestyle, it challenges these indulgences we have in our lives. And and even when we do, um, they those the way that we kind of regulate that, it lends itself to legalism. So then that, that's a whole nother can of worms that we kind of shy away from. And so the tendency is then to make it about the choice instead of the result of the choice. Um, but I think there's something to be said for this middle space of where we are not stripping away everything down to nothing, but we are conscious. And I think that's really the key. We are conscious of how we are living our lives, how we're spending our money, how we are consuming things. In our family, um, when our kids were very little, we had cable. And when it came time for the girls to go to school, we had made the decision to send them to a Christian school. There's a wonderful Christian school in our community that we just felt was going to be um, the best fit for our family, but it was a little pricey. And as we are kind of looking through our options, we decided uh, to give up one of the cell phones and to give up cable. Now, was that difficult? Yeah, because we were addicted to them, to both of them. But would I, would I trade that? Absolutely not. Because the benefit of the Christian education that my kids have gotten have far away the benefits of cable TV and uh, cell phones. Now, you could get kind of, you know, crazy with that. I mean, you could say, oh, well, you know, people shouldn't have cable and they shouldn't have second cell phones so they can send their kids to Christian school. Well, not really. I mean, that's everybody has to make that choice for themselves. And I, too, kind of got into this place of almost holding that 
as a place of pride like it, it got to a place where i would say oh well you know we gave just we just gave things up so we could afford christian school and you should too and then that kind of defeats the purpose because now i'm casting judgment on somebody that that might not be their their calling maybe god call, has called them to engage in the public school system and minister the gospel you know we we can't judge from both sides of that but i think simplicity itself can become an idolatry when it takes this place of pride over a place of seeking the kingdom. And I think the answer in all of this is scripture talks about seeking the kingdom first, and then all these things will be added unto you. So keeping kingdom in frame of reference, a frame of mind, pursuing kingdom becomes the way towards simplicity. So again, you know, I think we can get carried away with this. Should everyone quit their job and go into full-time ministry? Well, no, not unless you have pursued kingdom and God has told you that that's he wants you to, what he wants you to do. Because ultimately we need to seek God's desire and God's heart first. You know, God very well could have you right where you're at. And that is a calling and a ministry in and of itself, even if it's not full-time, quote-unquote, traditional ministry. Um, should we give all of our money to the poor? Well, no, because you likely have a family or bills or responsibilities. And so, and I've seen that happen where people will give all their money away and not have enough money to feed their own children. Is it noble to to give to the board absolutely but not to the detriment of your own family and so ultimately again we should be seeking god's heart and we should be seeking kingdom and then allow him to impress upon us a particular need or people group to serve or help um we should be in a place where ultimately we are seeking god first and then that's what i think it means when it says all these things will will be added unto you or all these things will get worked out if we are seeking god first some of these details we're just not going to have to worry about because he's either going to reveal it to us or he's going to take care of us. Oh, Father God, we thank you that you have God math, which is so much different than our human math, and that you are a God that multiplies in every area of our lives. God, I pray that if there's a level of conviction in the hearts of my friends today, that if they've been chasing wealth instead of chasing you, Lord God, I pray that you would interrupt those those thoughts, that you would interrupt that agenda, and you would help their hearts to become centered on who you are and who you long to be in their lives. God, I thank you for the way that you still do loaves and fishes miracles, and you continue to multiply in the obedience of your children. Lord God, I thank you that you are so, so good. I pray that this episode today blesses the people that needed to hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.